Welcome into this week's edition of the Stones Throw Podcast. It's your host, Ryan Stone. As always, you can catch out uh, Stones Throw on the Sports Carolina Monthly Facebook page and on sportscarolinamonthly.com. Quite a few, few things to, uh, to get into this, uh, this week as uh, it's, you know, a lot going on. The new college football rankings, uh, early impressions for the, uh, for the college basketball season, also the best bets in college football and the NFL coming up this weekend. We'll start, though, with the new college football rankings. Uh, a lot of reaction to what the college football playoff put out on Tuesday night at Madison Square Garden. And, and that's exactly what they wanted. That's exactly why those rankings are the way they are. They know LSU should be number one. They know that. Ohio State's been impressive, no question. I wouldn't have a problem with Ohio State being number two. But LSU clearly has the better resume at this point. But the college football playoff, they want people talking about it. They want a week's worth of reactions leading up to Saturday. And that's what they're getting with what they did. Also, you know, of course, putting Clemson at five instead of Penn State. Or and, and putting Penn State at number four, that was also to stir up a little controversy. Uh, Clemson has been hot the last few weeks. I know they got off to a rocky start. The reality is, the first one doesn't matter. That's that's the reality. I mean, as long as you're ranked and you have a say over your own destiny, it really doesn't matter where you rank. Um, because if you handle your business and you deserve to be there, you're going to be in the college football playoff. 9.9 times out of 10. So they're getting what they want. They, they, that's exactly what they, why they did what they did. That's why they put Ohio State at number one. They put Penn State at four. They were thinking to themselves, how can we get people a little unnerved, a little bothered to, uh, to you know, get more traction and more conversation out of, the, out of this poll uh, the first week that it comes out? It, it's very possible that things are going to shake back out to normal after this week, especially if LSU beats uh, beats Alabama. I don't think there's any way that LSU doesn't jump up to number one. And if Penn State struggles at all against Minnesota and Clemson looks dominant, very possible Clemson jumps ahead of, uh, of Penn State back into that number four spot. So it's still early. There's still a lot that has to be played out. And you know, there's really no need for, for overreaction because we, we've seen this time and time again. And the reality is, most of these teams that are actually in contention control their own destiny if they want to. Uh, if you went out from here and you've only got one loss, there, there's a pretty good chance you could be in the college football playoff. Now, if, if a couple of teams run the table, that's just the way the dominoes fall, and those teams deserve to be in the college football playoff. Obviously, we're talking about teams that are you know, the top five teams in the country when you talk about undefeated teams. At, uh, at this point, but they, they really just did this to get a reaction and, you know, good on them because it's worked. <laughs> it's clearly worked uh, to uh, to this point. But again, there's so many more important games that have to be played and everything's going to work out like it always does. Uh, moving on to what uh, the college basketball uh, you know, started on a Tuesday night with uh, two really intriguing games, uh, obviously Kansas and Duke and then Michigan State. And Kentucky was honestly surprised by both winners. I thought Kansas would win. I thought Michigan State would win. I, I did not expect Duke or Kentucky to win on uh, on Saturday on Tuesday night. Uh, the Maxi kid at Kentucky, I think, is going to be a star. He kind of showed that the early stages of that by knocking down a huge shot in uh, in clutch time for the Wildcats. Uh, and then for Duke, this looks more like a Coach K team. They, they have a long way to go. Don't get me wrong. But this is a team that moves the ball, 
they're not focused on one or two guys like they were last year. This is a this looks more like a Mike Shashevsky coach team. Uh, they looked pretty solid on defense for the uh, for the first night out. Uh, also, Kansas I thought played really bad. I mean, Kansas played as bad as they possibly could have and only lost by three points. Again, it, it's early. You know, get back to me in February when we, <laughs> if you want to talk about if any of those teams are, are actually elite at uh, at this point in the uh, in college basketball. Uh, also, you had uh, North Carolina and Cole Anthony start their uh, their season out on Wednesday night, and uh, Cole Anthony lived up to expectations. A little bit of a shaky first half. He was okay, took a couple bad shots, but when it came time to take over that game and go win it, uh, Cole, Carolina just climbed on Cole Anthony's back, and that's pretty much what they're going to have to do this season if Carolina wants to be an elite team. Cole Anthony has to lead them. I thought he. I thought for a kid that was playing his first college basketball game. In front of a Dean Smith crowd, Dean Smith Center crowd, at against a conference foe, he looked as good as he could look, especially for a freshman. I, you know, the the kid was leading. He led the team. You could see how much fire he's got. How much his other teammates respond to him. Uh, he he's going to be really special. And there's a strong, strong, strong chance. He's going to be a top two pick in the NBA draft. Maybe even the number one pick. I think it's going to be him or Lamelo Ball. At uh, at this point, that those would be my guesses as to who the top two would be right now is Cole Anthony and Lamelo Ball. But Carolina looked, they, I mean, Carolina looked okay. Cole Anthony looked exceptional in the uh, in the second half and really made a huge difference, obviously, for Carolina down the stretch. And when it was winning time and time to go win, Cole Anthony made all the plays uh, that allowed Carolina to win that game. Also, uh, the national reigning national champs of Virginia began began their uh, title defense last night uh, or Wednesday night on the road at Syracuse. And look, that, that's a tough place to go play a game, especially coming off a national championship where you lost your top three scores. Virginia averaged 71 points per game last season, which was one of their better offensive seasons. They lost 45 points of that <laughs> in Kyle Guy, DeAndre Hunter, and Ty Jerome. They're not going to be great offensively out of the gate, but this Virginia team, as expected, they can still guard, as they showed last night. I don't necessarily know that this is going to be a good Syracuse team, per se, uh, but you, you hold a Syracuse team to 34 points in the Carrier Dome. Now, that's pretty impressive, uh, regardless of, uh, of how good Syracuse is. Uh, that was a decent start to the season for Virginia. Uh, you know, I, I don't, they're not going to be a team that competes for the national championship to me. I just don't know who the main, they, they had three of them last year. They had three guys that could go get a bucket for them at any time. And I don't even know that they've got one of those guys on, uh, on this year's team. Uh, but, but like I said, it, it's, it's November. I really wish that that's one other thing I wanted to say um, about the two games on Tuesday night. I really wish they'd wait until the first Saturday the Saturday after the college football uh, champion, college football conference championship games. That's when I really wish they would have played these early conference games. You know, the Duke, the Duke uh, Kansas game, and the Michigan State Kentucky game, because it gives those teams you know six, seven games under their belt, and you get the you know better versions of those teams, and the games don't look as ugly as uh, as they looked. Uh, early on. That, that's one thing that I wish uh, college basketball would kind of correct. I know they want to be talked about early in the season. I get that. But the reality is college basketball is a niche audience. And 
the people that follow it are going to watch it when it starts. That's just what it is. It, it doesn't really become a national sport until March. That's just the reality. That's when the national following comes in. It is a niche audience up until March. That's just the reality of, uh, of what college basketball is. Now, obviously, it can be a regional thing, too. I mean, if you live in North Carolina, you're obviously very into college basketball. If you live in the state of Kansas, you're really into college basketball. Kentucky, uh, you know, there are states where it is extremely popular, but there are other states where, you know, they don't really care. Uh, <laughs> Boston, Massachusetts, they don't give a damn about any of the, about Boston College. Uh, that's just, you know, the reality of the, uh, of the situation. Atlanta, Georgia, they don't care about Georgia Tech. That's just, you know, th- there's a lot of places like that, and, and that's why I think you could get a better national audience and a better product if you waited until after college football's regular season and, you know, the conference championship games were finished. Uh, let's move into the, uh, to the best bets for college football and the NFL this, uh, this weekend. We'll start with the uh, college football. Baylor going on the road to TCU on Saturday. The Bears are a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and I'm taking Baylor. I think Baylor has been pretty impressive uh, this season to this point. Um, you know, the, the, the coach there at Baylor, uh, Matt Rule, has done a fantastic job. He, he took a job that really nobody wanted to take, and he has turned Baylor back into a, not a national power, but they're, they're relevant again. He's gotten them relevant again. Uh, they're in the mix in the Big 12, and that's uh, certainly been a pretty quick turnaround for Baylor. Also, TCU's having quarterback issues. They have had two, two uh, quarterbacks leave the program in a week. They're coming off a game last week against Oklahoma State where they didn't look that good. I like Baylor to, uh, to cover that two-and-a-half on uh, on Saturday. Also, number four, Penn State going on the road to number 17, Minnesota. Penn State is a six and a half point favorite, and I like the Nittany Lions. I just, they have played a more, a little bit more difficult schedule than Minnesota, and I just think their talent level, level is a little higher than Minnesota. I, I think they'll win by a touchdown to 10 points. I'm not saying Minnesota isn't a good team. I think they are. I like P.J. Fleck a lot. I think he's done a heck of a job. But I just don't know that they match up talent-wise with Penn State. So I like the Nittany Lions to cover that six-and-a-half points. Also, Kansas State going on the road to Texas. Kansas State is actually getting seven points. They are a seven-point underdog, despite being the number 20-ranked team in the country. And they're getting ready to play a Texas team that has, uh, you know, since losing to Oklahoma, they've really kind of faltered a little bit down the stretch. This is a chance for them to obviously get back on the right track. And I, I think, look, talent-wise, Texas can certainly win this game. And I'm not saying they won't win, but if they do, I think it's close. I think it's by a field goal. So I like Kansas State to, uh, to cover that seven-point spread. The monster game that we've all been waiting for kicks off at 3.30 on Saturday. Number two LSU on the road at number three, Alabama. Alabama in the Nick Saban era is 78-4 and four in Tuscaloosa. 78-4. and four. He has lost four games at home in his time there. I, I think, look, I think, I think LSU's the better team. I, I truly do. I think uh, defensive talent depth. I think um, Joe Burrow, I, I just like the, the moxie and the calm that he brings to that, uh, that team. And I, I like LSU a lot. It's in Alabama. It, you know, LSU's getting six points. So I'm taking LSU to cover the six points. Doesn't necessarily mean I think LSU is going to win, even though I do think they are the better team. 
The reality is, and the college football playoff committee kind of told Alabama this on Tuesday night, the reality is that Alabama needs this game if they are going to, uh, to compete for the college football playoff. I mean, that's just the, uh, the reality of the situation is that Alabama needs this game more than LSU does. So I expect Nick Saban and company to, uh, to essentially pull out all the stops on, uh, on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon in, uh, in Tuscaloosa. Um, I'm not saying that Alabama is necessarily going to win, but I do like LSU definitely to cover that, uh, that six-point spread. Two other games that I like on Saturday night, you've got Wake Forest taking on Virginia Tech. Uh, Virginia Tech's you know, had an up-and-down season. Wake Forest has been the second-best team in the ACC really pretty much unquestionably since about the third week of the season. I like Wake Forest to win that game by at least a touchdown, so I like them uh, with that two-point spread. Notre Dame is coming off a a very disappointing <laughs> performance against uh, against Virginia Tech. Granted, they found a way to win the game, uh, but they had to pull it out by the skin of their teeth. They go to uh, to play at Duke on Saturday. The Irish are an eight-point favorite. This is a game where I actually think Notre Dame will kind of get their groove back. They haven't looked great the last two weeks. I think last week may have woken them up some. Uh, so I think Notre Dame wins by at least double digits on uh, Saturday night against Duke. Moving over to the uh, to the NFL, there are five games I like in the NFL this week uh, when it comes to, uh, to Sunday. You've got the Ravens on the road uh, taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. The Ravens are a 10-point favorite. The Bengals have been horrible. Um, they're starting a rookie quarterback in Ryan Finley against a good Ravens defense. Lamar Jackson is an MVP candidate. It's a Ravens team that can run the ball. They're riding high, coming off a big win over the Patriots. Uh, so I like the Ravens to, uh, to cover that 10-point spread on Sunday. You've also got the Chiefs going on the road to the Titans. Chiefs are a six-point favorite, and I like the Chiefs. I think as long as Patrick Mahomes is back in the lineup, Give me the Chiefs. They've played solid without him. They've managed to stay a 6-3 and three ball club without him. I think now that they'll get him back, they're going to be even better after having to play without him. So I like the Chiefs minus 6 on Sunday. The battle of which New York team is worse is what we get to see on Sunday when the Giants and Jets clash. I know the answer. The Jets are the worst team. Uh, the Giants are only a 2.5-point favorite. Daniel Jones, um, you know, Saquon Barkley. I like the Giants to uh, to cover a two and a half point spread. Also, the uh, the Packers will host the Panthers on uh, on Sunday. Packers a five and a half point favorite. They're coming off a bad performance last week against against a really what was a desperate San Diego Chargers team. I expect the Chargers. I mean, I expect the Packers to kind of right the ship this week. I think they'll bounce back and win that game by at least a touchdown. Then the other game I like in the NFL is the Monday night game, monster showdown in the NFC West as you've got the Seahawks going on the road to the undefeated, the last undefeated team in the league, the 49ers. Uh, I, I, San Francisco may very well win this game, but Seattle's getting six points, uh, and they're the more experienced team. They've got the better quarterback. I think they've got the better overall roster. So I like the Seahawks to uh, at least cover uh, a six-point spread, if not outright win uh, the, uh, the game on Monday night. I really like the Seahawks. Russell Wilson's another uh, MVP contender, and he's been absolutely fantastic this season. That'll do it for this w- this week's edition of the Stones Throw Podcast. As always, you can tune in on SportsCarolinaMonthly.com and on the Sports Carolina Monthly Facebook page.